Welcome to Business Growth Central. Practical tactics and strategies that you can use to help your business grow. You can watch the video version of this episode at businessgrowthcentral.co.uk. But now, over to you, Nigel. Hi, welcome to Business Growth Central, where for this week's episode, we are back in the studio, as you can see. And that's because I need to cover off in appropriate detail what is probably the most valuable thing that you can do in your business right now. And I'm talking about your scorecard. Now, um, the scorecard has been responsible for some of the biggest breakthroughs amongst my mastermind members in 2020. And I know already in 2021, it's made a significant impact in the, the speed at which businesses have been able to get out of the blocks and really making meaningful progress. That all sounds great, Nige, but what should be on my scorecard? It's a really, really good question. So what I'm gonna take you through in this episode is how to build and operate your own simple scorecard for your business, which, if you do it properly, will make a big difference uh, to the sales that you get, the profits that you get, the income that you get this year. The starting point is to ask yourself this question. I mean, how do you know what you should be focusing on? Not just you, but your team as well, where you've got people working with you. What should their main focus be every day? Because those are the things that need tracking on the scorecard. And the challenges we all have in business is that it's very easy for all of us to get kind of sucked in to what we call the day-to-day. -day. The stuff that has to be done, but which doesn't actually move the business forward. And, and what it's very good at, the day-to-day -day is fantastically good at sapping time and sapping energy and taking focus away from the things that can move the business forward. And the scorecard plays a really important part. It's a wonderfully simple tool, but when you've got a daily or a weekly scorecard, it helps to force your attention onto the right thing. Now there's three steps to building your scorecard properly. And, and then here's the first step. We have to get clear on the small number of measures, keyword there by the way, small, the small number of measures that will determine your success. And I know that in every business there's lots of things that we have to do, but in truth, when we actually distill it down properly and think about it properly, there's only a very small number of things that really matter when it comes to moving the dial to where you want it to be. And, and therefore, understanding what these small number of things are does require an accurate understanding of your business, which is something that not everyone has. So you might need some help here. It's an area that our network of EC coaches, we have over 100 coaches right across the country, uh, specializing in all different sectors. And one of our EC coaches would probably be perfect for you in helping you to get your scorecard right and then to start working towards it. One of the important principles with the scorecard is that less is more. And um, what you don't want to have, you know, what we're not trying to do here is like manage the whole business. We're not trying to keep an eye on everything. This is more like a Morris Minor dashboard than a Jumbo Jet Boeing 747 dashboard. You know, you thought I'm talking about, they've all got those masses and masses of dials there. We want something that's very, very 
simple. Now, in any business, there are two fundamental components of what delivers the business results. We call them inputs and outputs. <laughs> so inputs is typically the, the work that we do or the things that we do to bring about the results and the outputs, well, those are the results themselves. Let me give you some examples here, this might help you. Uh, and scorecards, by the way, can be a combination of inputs and outputs. They can just be outputs, it's quite rare. You've got to be quite sophisticated to just have outputs, um, although I will show you an example in a moment that's got that. Typically, scorecards will be focused towards the input side. But so, for instance, on outputs, an output measure might be um, new customers. Um, new customers coming in, that's an output of the work that you do. Oh, we got a new customer. It's an output. Um, revenue, definitely an output. Revenue can be tracked in all sorts of different ways. Transaction size or average revenue or monthly recurring revenue. But any kind of measurement of revenue is always an output. Um, it might be the number of orders or bookings that have been taken or made. That's an output because something's actually happened as a result. It might be the total number of clients, for instance. So just a few examples of outputs there, key things that happen in a business. And the output are driven by the input. So an input would be, for instance, email sent, because we send emails to get bookings, to get sales. Meetings or appointments held is a really good input. So you know, if, you, if you're in a business where you have to meet with clients before they buy from you, then on your scorecard, tracking the number of meetings that you have in a day or a week can be a really good measure. Quotes or proposals sent, again, it depends on what the business is, but if that is part of your sales process, really important input measure. And it's an input measure because no one buys until they've had the quote or proposal, so you input that into the process. Calls made, telephone calls made, a really excellent kind of measure. Again, this would typically work where you're in control of it. Um, be very unusual to have calls received, i.e. inbound calls on a scorecard, but calls Calls made where you're proactively reaching out to customers can be a really kind of good measure. But the trick here is not to try and capture everything, it's to understand your business well enough so that you know exactly what the very small number of measures are that will determine your success. And I've got a few examples for you here. So we've got an optician and um, he was subject to all the day-to-day -day challenges that everyone else has, um, getting pulled in all sorts of different directions. But what he recognised when we, when we drilled down with him is that there are really only two major factors that impact the performance in his business. And interestingly, these are both outputs of these. So one is the number of eye tests. Not every single uh, piece of, of sale or transaction comes from an eye test, but the vast majority do. So how many eye tests did that optician's store do today is a key measure. How many could they have done? What percentage of capacity were they full, etc.? And if you, the second one then is the average transaction through the till. So what was the average spend of customers? Because if you take those two things together, if you get those two things right, it's very difficult to fail as an optician. They are the two things that drive success. And with this particular optician we identified you know getting focusing on these actually maxing his capacity he had the right optometrist in place so he could see people that that was worth a seven figure seven figure sum to his business over the course of 12 months so the optician on his scorecard has number of eye tests average transactions with the till and the total revenue and he tracks that on a weekly basis 
uh, in each of his stores. I'll show you his actual scorecard in a moment or two. This one is a, a B2B service provider. So for him, no one buys without a discovery call. So a really good input measure on his scorecard is the number of discovery calls that he's taken today. Um, net new clients is his second measure, so he, net new clients obviously is not just new clients in, but he takes off that number any clients that leave, so he's got his net new clients that he grow, uh, and then he's got his marketing spend, which is a really good input measure. A lot of businesses kind of forget to spend the marketing, they kind of know that they can, but they don't focus on it, particularly if um, using Google or Facebook is a key part of your acquisition uh, system, then making sure you're spending the money can be a really valuable part of the scorecard. And then the fourth measure he tracks is his monthly recurring revenue. And he tracks exactly what that is because it should be going up every week that goes by as, he, as his net new client numbers grow. Does that make sense? So he's kind of got all the four elements in there that if he hits those four, if he does the right number of discovery calls each week, his net new clients will grow. To get those calls, he has to spend the money, but if that's growing, then this should be growing, everything should be good. And on four numbers, just four numbers in a scorecard, he's got a good handle on, on how his business is doing. And a photographer in normal times would typically measure number of shoots booked, how many people are booked to come in um, for a shoot in the studio. What was the show up rate? Because that can be an, an issue for, for photographers in certain sectors, uh, people not showing up, um, particularly if they're in shoots, that sort of thing. Uh, quite high dropout rates, so short rate's a key thing. Average transaction size, again, a bit like the optician, um, just keep average, and then the total revenue. Now, once you've understood what the measures are that are right, that are gonna determine your success, then you can set weekly or daily targets for each of those measures. Key thing there, weekly or daily. Do not be tempted to go monthly on scorecard. Monthly is a bad thing for scorecards. You want a daily or a weekly measure, and it should be fairly obvious which one is right for you depending on the kind of rhythm in the business. Clearly if the, if the target you're looking at is, is one or two a week of something then tracking it weekly is the right thing to do. Um, if what you're looking for is 10 or 15 of something a week well then tracking it daily can be a sensible thing to do because you've got things happening on a daily basis and once you've set the targets all you've then got to do is set up a physical printed scorecard. Don't have this sat on an Excel spreadsheet buried on your hard drive somewhere because nobody sees it and the real power of scorecards, well they're coming to their own when you actually see it on the wall. Here's the optician scorecard, he's got three stores, I test average spent turnover. He sets targets for each one, the targets are different uh, for, di for the different stores that he's got and then he's able to then track it and he turns his numbers green or pink, uh, he goes amber when they're very close by. Um, personally not a big fan of amber, I'm a kind of red or green man. We've either, done, we've either had a good week or a bad week, we either got there or we didn't get there. None of this namby-pamby, yellowy-amber stuff for me. But uh, he likes to use it, which is fine, because it's his scorecard, his prerogative. The B2B service provider, you can see the, the, the thing here, discovery calls, new clients in, lost clients out, gives his net new clients, marketing spend, what do you actually spend there, what's his total revenue for the month against the target, that's his, that's his monthly recurring revenue. And then here's our photographer, um, the four measures, shoots, books, show up rate, average transaction, total revenue. He's got targets for each one, critically important, that your scorecard has targets, so you've got something to go against, and then again, the same thing happens then. And then when we reveal it, you can see exactly how he's tracked it there, again, using the green or pink. Green is at or above the target.
target. Pink has gone below target. And he's done a, he does a weekly total as well, which is really smart. So you can tell. He goes away at the end of the week. Does, has it been a good week or not? You know, on this basis here, the answer to that's probably yes. You know, more shoots booked than he was expecting. Show up rates above target. Although his average spend is just a smidge below, but his actual revenue for the week is just slightly above target. So he knows where he is. You can see when you start to get this level of clarity on the key measures that really are important, how everybody in the business can get focused on it. And scorecards are brilliant when you've got staff because they can really, really mobilize behind it. Um, this um, next other sheet here is the photographer kind of in a crisis mode, like now when he can't shoot in the middle of a pandemic. So he's put a different scorecard in place because he's trying to, he's, how many of you have actually spoken to today? Because he's going out to ring people up to trigger bookings. <laughs> he then wants to bunk a deposit from the booking and he's also trying to sell some vouchers to previous customers. So he's done a separate little scorecard just to get him through one of these lockdowns that's going on right now. And again, he tracks himself and his team so they know how they're doing against Target. All works very well because um, scorecards do work well when the thinking behind them is right. One final example of a scorecard is the diary scorecard. And this is really powerful. If your business growth this year depends on you having meetings with potential new clients. If, if part of your sales process for what you do is that you have to meet with people either online or, or in real person, um, you have to have meetings, then actually looking at well, how many meetings do I want on a weekly basis and then actually putting the meetings in the diary and this is something that um, an IFA that we work with in Marsman has done really, really well. And, and he keeps his mornings free to do the things that he wants to do to drive his business forward. But the afternoons is his new client time. And, and what he wants is a meeting at one o'clock and a meeting at three o'clock every afternoon. That's what he wants to do to move. And if he does eight of those meetings a week, my goodness me, his business is taking off. Absolutely firing. So he puts the meetings in the diary. All that's missing is the name of the person that he's meeting with but it's a really effective way to to drive activity because you're looking now to, I just want to fill the slot I need a name against that I need to see someone ah Thursday at one o'clock that's my gap I've got to get it in and, and before he goes home on a, on a Friday doesn't do meetings on a fr Friday afternoon he goes and walks on the beach or sits in his hot tub um, but on a, he can only do that when he's got the diary for next week fully booked up and that's driving him to focus on the right activities that will move his business forward which is what the scorecards are all about and that's why scorecards are still probably the most valuable thing that you could do in your business right now and you now understand them a bit better than you did 10 minutes ago hope that's helpful thanks for watching more business growth central next week bye bye Thanks for listening to Business Growth Central. Remember, you can watch all of our episodes in video form at businessgrowthcentral.co.uk.